3: Log Talk Radio. Yeah.
4: afternoon, everybody, and now I'm listening to The Middleman Radio. This is The Middleman Talk Show. This is your boy, Al. And this is Kevin. You know what, Al? What up, man? We ain't got to wait on nobody fumbling and bumbling today uh, after us, so we buy a dolo, hey, so man. we good. Hey, it's just a dynamic duo today. You know, the Fantastic Four is not here today, but we're still going to give you that same middleman energy. That middleman love that yes, middleman
3: knowledge.
4: You know? Those- yes, sir. Highly opinionated middlemen, you know discussions. We're gonna have those today. Yes, we will. You know another thing, Al. I, I mean, when you say dynamic duo, I'm trying to figure out something, brother. You know, what I'm trying to figure out, man. What you trying to figure out? Man? Who, 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 who's Batman? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, somebody got to be robbing. Somebody, I mean, we, I think we may need to think of something else. But I appreciate hold on, hold on, the dynamic on, duo. But hold on, hold on, hold
3: on.
4: Hold on. <laughs> who's who's Jordan and who's Pippi? or who's Magic um, and who
3: is
4: you know James Worthy? Or, you know, who? You don't do I don't do Lakers at all. I don't do Lakers. My bad. No. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Wrong, wrong team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of the, for everybody that don't know, I am not a Laker fan. I am a true Celtic fan since the early 80s. Yes, I am a Celtic fan. I'm not this new wave 08. You know, hey, we just won. No, nah, I've been there since the pain happened after 85. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, true Celtic fan. But <laughs> <laughs> so you were old enough to actually witness all of that, you know, like.
3: Yeah, man. And then, I went through the so years of. Uh, the 2000s
4: with KG them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I witnessed all of it, man. I mean, the death of Land Bias, the death of Reggie Lewis. So, yeah, I'm a yeah. Celtics fan. You can know that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The years that okay. Patino came in and ruined the team. No. Traded Chauncey Billups. He did? Yeah. I mean, he did? Yeah, I'm a he true Celtic did. fan. Hey, I
3: hear yes. that, man. I hear that. Yes. Now, I know you were telling me earlier person... that, um, yeah. that people are...
4: Like, lined up today out there in, in uh, Georgia because there's like something going on with Michael Jordan or something? Or the Yeah, man. Um, If you're familiar with the Georgia area, if you're familiar with the Atlanta metro area, Decatur or DeKalb, DeKalb County, uh, there's a, well, yeah, it was at Green, no, Greenbrier is like southwest uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, they was out there at uh, Greenbriar oh. Mall, lined up around the building, waiting on a new pair of Jordans. New Ain't pair of no I mean, in this, I'm just trying to figure out this, man. What what makes our people mentality like that? You know, they got the little stimulus check, so they're going to go in there and get about half of their money back for a pair of tennis shoes. Pretty much. That's inferior. Pretty much. That's inferior now. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: But it's all well, good. I mean,
3: that, we, we
4: see it every year. We see it every year, like when when those um, you know those high, um, I guess you would say those high wanted those in demand Jordans that everybody wants. We see those lines every year. It never changes. Never changes. My question is: Is it really that necessary to buy a pair of shoes every year that they potentially just change one or two things and potentially put them out? That makes no sense it's to me. Thank you. It's supposed to be the same shoe, but like you're buying the same shoe over and over again. So I guess if you wear them for two years and then they come back out in two more years, like, well, I'm going me give a brand new pair. But you still got the mother pair at the house because I'm an adult. My feet not growing more. Right? Right. Pure What's stupidity. Pure hmm. stupidity. Now, now let me not knock the hustle. My son turned me onto a television show where these guys, they go in, they buy the shoes, refurbish them, and, and resell them. So right. the aspect of business behind it, kudos to all them young brothers out there that doing the cleaning, the re, uh, restoration of them, and also the collector side of it. Now, I do respect that because those guys are actually turning a profit. So when you're right. looking at it from a business model and a business aspect, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Right. But, um,
3: I well, one thing I, mean, I know you
4: and I was talking about, too, uh, you know, we was talking about um, the draft. It kind of led to this show okay. right here, man. Um, for all of those that did not watch the draft, or maybe you're beneath the rock, um, there was a particular family uh, where the young man, I forgot what state he was from, but he was a guard or something like that. And when he got drafted, you know, the NFL draft, they went to everybody home this year because of COVID-19. So in this right. particular list, like I said it was scene, he's sitting on the couch. They <laughs> call his name. His girlfriend really. come out of the frame from the from the right. He sits on right. his lap. Cover him up. The only thing you see is her face all in the camera. Woo woo woo. Next thing you know, there come on like straight in, swoop, grab her by the arm, like, Hey, you need to get up. Get up out of here and strong mm. on. Mm. Man. This was the most entertaining, interesting draft I've seen in a while, especially with old boy from Alabama that came out with the the robe on. That was him. Oh games. my god!
3: Really? Hey.
4: What's his name? Ray. Hey. Really?
3: You know what
4: I'm saying? That was I What's supposed to be the story behind that robe? And I, I, you know, I I was trying to research it, and, and so I could bring it up for the show. But uh, the the clip with Isaiah Wilson, you know, his mother pulling, I guess, his girlfriend off of him. That was. Priceless. That was like, man. That's that's every black family in Mississippi, man. Like that. Like <laughs> you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna disrespect the family. You're not gonna cause a scene. Like that's causing a scene. And Mama came over and mm-hmm. grabbed her. Tried to be polite, but then I saw the jerk. Like you saw the little yank yeah. with it.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You saw the yank
4: with it. So you know. Yeah. man meant with that yank. You know what I'm saying? But. On to today's show We can talk about that for a hour But on to today's show Um, Mm -hmm. Title of today Love or strategy And the black athlete So some of our um, Our children have been able to Achieve great success by playing on a professional level Sports have given them an outlet To express themselves by using their athletic talents Which is a great thing Um, But does love come with that? Does love come with the money and the fame? So that's the overall question that we're looking for today, okay? Also, are pro-athlete suitors, you know what I mean, targeting them for love, or are they targeting targeting them for the security of financial stability? Next, we want to go into, like, should black parents tell their sons, like, what type of women? Or their daughters, what type of men should they date if they have the potential to go pro? How would the outlook of the situation change if the roles were reversed, such as black female athletes being pursued by white males or white male athletes being pursued by black females? All right. Do black females have, I mean, do black athletes, excuse me, have a false sense of privilege once they have achieved the money and success? And what typically happens with these relationships if these athletes get injured before their big contract actually happens? Do they stay with them? Do they leave? How would you help your child in that situation? And lastly, does having a man or woman of another nationality or race signify having the made it into the into higher society syndrome? So we're definitely going to discuss all those things today. If you would like to comment. The number is 516-387-1542. You may also place your comment in the chat board as well, too. So we're going to go ahead and get right in, into the discussion today. And so does love come with the money and the fame? Of course, we all know the answer to that. But do our children know that? Do our up-and-coming athletes know that? How do you feel about that, Kevin? Um. The biggest part of it all is we are in a different time in society. Um, I, I don't right. think that a lot of parents are in depth with their children and speaking about relationships as they were in times before. Um, you see mm-hmm. a lot more multicultural relationships. Uh, you do see a lot more people that are open to dating outside of their race when it comes to right. money and love. Um, these kids are a little bit more more prepared because their mind is already understanding how money works because they see it right. all the time, especially with with right. their parents if their parents are up on it. But when it comes to the relationship side, I'm not so sure. That's just my opinion. And then we also got to we also got to add this in there too, Kevin. Like the contracts that these kids are getting now are are like way more than the contracts you know versus twenty you know thirty years ago. Of course, right. So you mm-hmm. attract a different right. type of attention to yourself. You attract a different type of, you know, people that you have probably would have never had any contact with.
3: Right. So does yeah.
4: that influence? Like, do they do they target them right for love, or is it the financial security? Now we know stories. We've seen mm-hmm. things. We've heard reports. We've heard, you know, where. Um, You know, people who have gotten drafted, you know, made a lot of money, and next thing you know, they don't have a lot of money, and then their particular, you know, spouse who supposedly loved them wiped them out or left them and did not come back and help them. So right. I think we got the caller. Um, would you like to bring in the caller? I think it's our guy, our friend. All right, all so right. This is Derek. What's
5: going on, Derek? Oh, not much, man. How we doing today?
4: Everything's wonderful, brother. How you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm loving this topic that y'all got. Boy, All oh,
3: right. So, Derek,
4: Derek, this is Alan from The Middleman. Would you mind, you know, giving just a brief background of your, you know, your career and, you know, the sports that you've played? Okay.
5: Um, played multiple sports, you know, ran track, played a little football, played basketball, uh, played on the collegiate level for uh, years something when I was in the military, you know, uh moved around with it a little bit. Um and got a chance to experience a lot of what you guys are talking about. Um I played uh Power Forward and Center 16 and I met my wife uh in college uh, while I was hmm. playing.
3: yeah. Hello? That's that's what's up.
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um you. through your through your travels as far as like when you were playing, um, when your parents kind of figured out now, were your parents really involved with you in sports?
5: Uh, not really, man. I, I grew up in the inner city. I grew up downtown Memphis. Um Okay. You know, they they, they knew I was playing, you know what I'm saying? I, I I started playing to get to to get out of the commotion of the day to day you know inner city life, man. I, I grew up. Uh, right. If any, if any, if any of your listeners know anything about Memphis, I grew up in between, um, File Homes, Hurts Village, and and a uh, lot of their court. So that that's it. That's a uh, that, that was a hot zone at the time in the '90s. Hmm.
3: And so yeah, playing dude.
5: sports was the was the outlet to get out of the environment. Uh, right. But but once once I got to playing ball you know, and start building a little name for myself, you know, you, you bring a, certain certain people, you know, catch on. Certain people start looking, you know, um, i.e. the opposite sex. You know, that, that's, uh-huh. that's a big part of it. You know, and, and guys have guys got to be real mindful, man, about the people that they click up with, who they allow in their circle. You know, uh, right. I learned a long time from one of my coaches know some people in your life for a reason, some people in your life for a season. And um, <laughs> I like, you, yeah. You, you you ran into a lot of those seasoned folks, man. That's that's trying to see what they can get, whether or not it was an A.U. coach, whether or not it was a high school coach, whether or not it was a college coach, whether or not it was a booster trying to link you up with somebody. You know, all these right. different little guys would would be part of the game.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
5: Then the, then when you dealing with, you know, you start dealing with the matters at the heart. Uh, probably one of the truest movies that that I ever saw, man, was uh, He Got Game.
3: Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah, that's yeah. Terrible.
5: Great movie. great it's
3: movie. the really depiction
5: of of what the game looked like, as far as you know. Uh, especially dealing with the realm of the women, man. It was it was a it was a different ball game because you you didn't just have the the girls that were in your age group that was after you. Sometimes it might be five, ten
4: years older than you. Wow,
5: you know. So okay. you mean to tell they, me
4: that you you had grown women chasing you at a younger age when they saw your potential? Man, what? <laughs> it, it was more grown women chasing than it was the girls your
5: age right. because they wow. knew the game. You know, you know you, you so, have to, you have to be real careful, especially if you link up with one law, no, baby. You don't need to use protection. We good. You ain't got to do. Yeah, and you young and dumb. That, man, that's a okay. lot of my homeboys right now. That probably got ten kids, you know, from mm-hmm. the ages of fifteen to, to nineteen, just off bad decisions. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's it's, that five yeah, it's, a it's, you know, right. People, there, a
4: lot of people don't
5: they don't they don't think about all of the other parts that, that get in there. You know? And and you having to really research people to find out who for you and who ain't. Uh, you know, the the same people you say, oh, man, run with the people that you came in with. A lot of them, once you get that ticket on your name, some
4: of them change.
3: Yeah, I can see it. Yeah.
4: You know, one thing, Derek, uh, we got a clip right quick. and You know, I'm going to play this clip, and I want you to hang on with us. Uh, you are listening to the Middleman Talk Show. We got our man, Derek. Uh, he's played different levels of pro sports, uh, collegiate, and high school, mm-hmm. and he was a beast in his day. So y'all check this out right here. Uh, We're talking about how some women meet pro athletes. And that was kind of funny. It's interesting that he said that, but here we go. How exactly
2: do you go about meeting these guys, these professional athletes?
6: Parties, um, events, bars, clubs, clubs, um, restaurants, the website, you know, Twitter, (laughs) Facebook. You know, well, you make it sound so like they're incredibly easy to meet. They I are. mean, they, they, are. Are. they really are. They're, yeah. they're very accessible if you do your research. So you're doing research.
2: What kind of? What kind of? Re- <laughs> so that's what this website, I guess, is about. Um, it, it never occurred to me what, that people, you, women, are actually doing research on how to meet a professional athlete. Well, so you want to find out. Where they're staying where they're, when they're on the road, what clubs they may go to?
6: Yeah, I mean, that, you will know someone in another city, so it's pretty accessible, you know, to know where they're going to be or where they're going to go out. You know, normally if they're traveling somewhere, they go out to the club the night before they have a game. You'd be surprised how many of them are hosting a party right before they have, you know, a game the next night, a playoff game. And a
2: lot of them are married, though.
6: Yeah, a lot of them are married or have girlfriends, yes.
2: D- does that bother you at all?
6: Uh, yeah, that, I mean, it definitely bothers me to know that, but I think at the same time, the girlfriend or the wife, I think they are pretty aware of what's going on with their husband or their boyfriend.
2: Meeting a guy when you're doing your research, if you see he's married, that doesn't, you don't check him off your list.
6: I do. I don't. I don't date married men. I'm actually, I'm not in it for just a, like a good party. I'd like to meet somebody and get married. So if you're already married, that's not gonna. How how can we both be married?
4: Wow. <laughs> so that was a, uh, a clip on uh, what some ladies do to research what type of man that they would like to marry on a pro level. So some of the ladies, like, they have it down to the T. Like where you live, your height, how much money you make, uh, where you're going to be next, what hotel you're going to be staying in. And we heard these stories, too. Like we've heard where, you know, even if there is a security guard at one door, there's always gonna be a few that gonna that are that are actually gonna get in the hotel. Some are gonna make it past the hallway monitor and then somebody's gonna make it into your bedroom. So as you can see like like these ladies have plans. Like like they have it down to a science. Like wow. strategy. But <laughs> the fun the funny part about it, you know, I know with Derek, um you could probably speak to this better than we could, but for younger mm-hmm. people now, they are so accessible through Internet, like wow. the social media, different sites, things of that nature. Right. Back in your day, Derek, did you ever notice, like, how, how, how did, you, did y'all ever find out how they communicate with each other? Did they have, a, like, a hotline or they sent up a bat signal, a baller in the building or something like that? Right. All mm-hmm. no, like,
5: like, of like that. Like that. Remember the movie Players Club? When yeah. the ballers walk walking in the field? And they hit the horn. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> it's, a, it's a similar setup, man. It, it used to be a, um, a list, you know. Uh, when I was coming up in school, it was the uh, can you, you can get it list. On that sure. list, it was every athlete that was on campus that that was any name of note. If they if they was in the starting line, if they was a second rotation in. Their name was on that list. Wow. Ooh, so, man, it's calculated, man. A lot of these jokers, man. And and what she was saying is the new age version of
3: it. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you, mm-hmm.
5: you still had some of the girls that come to the hotels that, uh, you know, uh, pay off the little bellhop to let them know, you know, when the bus come in. You know, when the cars start coming in. You know, party promoters. They will call certain girls in. You know, cause they they had the the look of this, you know what I'm saying? The right. the girls that range from a seven to a ten, and they wow. they would bring them in for special occasions. They they knew what was going on, man.
3: You know, okay. These guys
5: we we didn't, we didn't make it no better because we we were setting up the thirst traps. You know, we we <laughs> was trying to you know get whatever we can get, and not thinking about the consequences
3: of it. Wow, yeah. and see. And these
5: are things that we need to be talking about, like, right now. So, let's – Yeah. It was one more thing that you said, Al. It was, uh, you know, dealing with the young guys. Because I I got a son playing football now. I got three girls playing high school basketball. And I got a baby boy. All my kids in the sports, right? So, Uh I was talking to my son. I'm like, look, man, you know, 21 years old, no kids. Still in school, you know you playing sports. I said like you a zebra with polka dots. You know what I'm saying. You, you gotta be real. Like, <laughs> you know pe- people watching you. You know what I'm saying. Right. You got they they zoned in, and he like I wanna pop. I'm like, like, oh. I'm like man, listen. I said I, I ain't gonna tell you how
4: to do it, but I'm gonna give you the book on how to make it. <laughs> well, Derek, let me ask you though. Let me let me ask you. You said, you told your son he, you're not going to tell him how to do it. But yeah. my question to you is: Should you, for his best interest, tell him how to do it? And would you advise nope. other parents with athletic athletic kids, you know, hey, watch out for this type woman, watch that type woman, or with your daughter, watch out for this type dude, or watch out for that type guy? You wouldn't do that, or nope. you wouldn't advise anybody I, to do that? I, why, I, why? So I wouldn't
5: advise them to do it because I've been there. Uh, okay. One. I I did it, you know, I, once, once I got to playing sports good, you know, then um, the parental wisdom want to kick in. Hey, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, man, listen, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy that ticket to find out if their ride was good. All yeah. right. Now, dealing with my son, I'm like, dude, you're 21 years old. Now, I can I can try to tell you what to do all day. I can try to, you know, set the table. The whole time, you still gonna eat what you want to eat.
3: That's true.
5: So, so so giving him the advice and putting it in a teachable moment is more valuable than trying to straight up just tell him what to do. I've learned that over time. Like you know, I give him rundown. I give him play on what's gonna happen. You're like I, you know, dealing with this girl right here is gonna be this. You know, she gonna give you a call. She, you know, she gonna. She's not gonna ask any questions on, you know, do you have parents? Do you stay with your mom and dad? You know, do uh, what your grades look like. She ain't gonna ask you this. She's gonna ask you about your about your meat. She gonna she gonna ask you how many girlfriends yeah. you got. She gonna ask you how many bodies you got. She gonna ask you if you got any babies. That's and and it was play by play. You like pop man? Yeah. You you said it. I'm like well. Mm-hmm. I said no. you got an option. You can either bag it or scratch it. Now, what you going to do?
4: <laughs> Man, great, 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 great insight. I mean, like, those are, those are like, those are legit questions. I mean, I mean those, are, those are things that, that people need to be asking, like, for real, especially if you have uh, an adult child, you know, if they're 18 or Ooh. old or going to college, and they're getting ready to date, or you you know something great is about to happen, you need to be asking these questions about their significant others and who they are. Like, those are great questions, like straight to the point, don't don't lie to me type questions. Um, nah. we got another caller we want to bring in uh, right now, Bill. Let's go ahead and bring him in. All right. Bill, you're not live. What's up, Bill?
3: What
4: hey, hey, hey. So, um, my man, Derek gave some good insight, man, because uh, I have a brother now that's on the collegiate level. And um, he was experiencing some of the same things. He was like, you know, like, how do I, how do I handle this? Like I have, it's even to the point now where uh, like, like Derek said, it's new, it's different now. He said that they, they try to adopt, like, they try to do this like a, you know, this adoption thing, like, Oh, you know, you'll, you'll be our little son or whatever. And you know, Oh, we'll bring you in and we'll give you food when you're at college and all this good stuff. So in all actuality, you know, you start to wonder if it is it really out of the kindness of the heart, or is it really for like, you know, so that you can gain some some momentum from 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 my success that I have. And so, you know, you right. have to tell them, you know, you have to be careful with stuff like that because you know people use that to an advantage for them. Mhm. Mhm. And and like we also got to think too, like like our children are still growing in their. Uh, social and emotional, you know, levels of having a higher-level relationship, right? So when money becomes Mm -hmm. involved, you know, other feelings become involved as well, too. So we we need to have these conversations. We need to discuss these things. So, like, our next question is, as far as um, um, do we feel like our Black athletes have a false sense of what privilege looks like once they achieve money and success? Um... Uh, Derek, would you like to respond to that? We bring Derek back in. Derek, you back live with us. Go ahead, brother. Oh man, that that was a
5: an interesting point when they get to the privilege part. <laughs> that that was um you do have a false sense of because you've been treated a certain type of way throughout your athletic career. You have right you have people that are interested in giving you whatever you ask for because they know that there's a service that you have available, and right. you fall for the service. You know, you think it's because of you, the person, not the gift that you have.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At
5: the beginning, it's a it's a real false sense of security. Then when you get older and you stop playing the game, you turn you turn normal like overnight. Right. You know, like in certain places you feel the man because they're going off the memory of what you did. But outside of that, you turn into a normal joke. And a lot of guys have a hard time with that transition.
4: Mm. I can see that. I mean, I definitely can see that.
5: Yeah, man, they have a hard time. Just, just imagine you going to go from sitting on top of the world, you know, um, you hit a game-winning shot. You go to the club that night, you know, everybody and their mama surrounding you, you know, showing you all kind of mad love. You're getting little money right. put in your pocket. You know, every seasonal chick that's out, she trying to get at you. You know, every drink is free. You know, everything is just, you know, lovely at that moment because everything is given to you. But then, that lust to wear out.
0: You know right. what I'm saying?
5: You shouldn't like like, Wow. What happened to the love? That's not going to be real. it. That's, that's,
4: that's,
3: that's definitely real. Uh, if you
4: just and now you've got to you man, go into the uh, talk
5: show. We're trying to make it like everybody else.
4: Right. Uh, that's, that's real. If you just now tuning into the Middleman Talk Show, we are having a discussion on love or strategy. The black athlete, and we have a special guest on with us, my friend Derek Davis, who has played uh, sports on a uh, higher level as well, too, and uh, potentially have several children that will possibly be on a professional level as well, too. wish am that amongst his children, and he has been giving us uh, a lot of great insight on the topics in which we have today. Uh, we have another caller that we want to bring in who has a comment. Um, let's bring in our boy,
1: Smitty. <laughs> man another day in phoenix man uh nice and hot in phoenix man uh how's it going fellas going well, brother. good 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 Hey, couple of things on this first if you got a black son that plays sport if the white girls like him in high school that means your son's getting a scholarship you should be happy by that part those white girls are good talent <laughs> scout. They, they they got a offer talent. For uh they know, right? Two, that boy for Georgia who got drafted who who that white girl hugged up on him on that couch and right. mom put is. hands on him. Son, you make yeah. too much, you're gonna be making too much money to and take the husky white girls. Let her go. Uh but oh, but here's the thing, guys. And you got it's a lot of deeper meaning on this. When it comes to these athletes, like it's about the money, and what happens is mm-hmm. is that when you get these women, a man is supposed to provide financial security to a woman, right. and right. like whatever money you make, that go pass down to that woman, that wife, and to your kids. Don't be like these idiots like Devin Booker who got two baby mamas at the same time. He's got Adrian Peterson, Dwight Howard who got both baby mamas and post moves, and these guys are blowing their money. But it's all it's like who you beat and see what happens is our boys aren't taught about, hey, you got your money. You have you give your wealth to a with that black woman you with. Where mm-hmm. in case it doesn't work out, she got Cause folks can yell at Michael Jordan for being with that uh Cuban chick now, but here's one need over twenty years, three black kids who are making it in life, and he take care of them and she got a hundred and twenty eight million dollar check when they got divorced. Uh, yep. So. So, yep. and, and so what happens is you got to understand. And see, those girls, those non-black girls, they bred to say, hey, you got to get your clothes in this guy because men, there aren't but a finite number of men out there who could put you in a position where you don't have to work but pay on Facebook and see what Chanel bag you want and your kids go right. to private school. And so they I mean, know. we're going to hop on this now.
3: Right.
4: I, I mean, Smita, I've I've heard you know stories about you know um, families raising their well white families raising their daughters to be professional male scouts. You know what I'm saying? So they can find them a husband before or while they're in college. Um,
1: so
4: you're
1: supposed to do it. Yeah, and that's what you're supposed well, to do you, it because that. But guys, that, that's a perfect time. Now, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm
4: sorry. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this though. The thing I agree with you, and I agree with you, you Smitty. They are talent scouts. Now, when we do this for our children, if we it do, why black women or black families don't raise their daughters to look at them boys the same way?
5: But because
4: they raise with good Christian morals. I tell you we. Know, they raised with good Christian morals. That's it. I, told
1: you. That's I it. tell you. I tell you this. See, what happens is I don't think black women are gold diggers. I don't think they're doing no, right. it right. That's my issue. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to get <laughs> the man with the bread, because no man's supposed to look for a woman to provide for him financially. That woman's supposed to look for financial security for that man. And just if y'all, if folks don't like it, sorry, that's the way it is. Uh, that's the way it is. And I'm cool with that. If I get married, I'm gonna provide financial security for my wife. I don't have kids, but if I did, I will provide financial security for them. But you have to hop on those guys. Like, like, look at LeBron. He married his high school sweetheart. They still together. She let
4: him go. Yeah, she yeah. let him go. So, and,
1: and, it, yeah, and you, you got to. It, what happens is, you, we got to understand legacy. We got to understand business, money, inheritance, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because, because of, uh, in the family,
4: yes,
1: yes, and those are the things, right? That you got to keep it in because we. Because look at how many do. I know, but the majority of black athletes and black men are married to black women. Majority of them mm-hmm. are. They just don't publicize them, right. uh, you know. But that money will go to our state in, within that community. Like I ain't yeah. knocking no, no. the late Kobe Bryant, but he's passed. His wife's Mexican. She's got a executive of the state. Where's that money going? I'm not knocking him per se, but you kind of, I'm looking at a business perspective, a right. financial perspective on that one. And about because I'll say this and I'll shut up. We all know these Punjabi Indians out here, right? Or these Arab American stuff like that. Do we, do you ever see them wanting their kids to marry an American? They wanna Amer- marry they oh, wanna marry their wow. own. Right. Because same, of that reason same, there.
4: Same, uh yeah, stay in the same
1: lane with us. Ask Janet Jackson about that one, how that family want him marrying her. For that reason, she got money. They right. <laughs> still didn't yep. want him touching her and so we've got to look at it that way and our boys got to understand sisters are great as well and our women are used to being with men through tough times we're used to being with each other through tough times and leaning on each other they aren't and they ain't knocking them for it they don't have that experience where hey I lost my job, I got degrees and I still can't get a job no matter how hard I work they're not used right. to that life and so I think right. that's another thing right there where they got to understand, these young cats understand, and look at it that way as well. Keep the money with us.
4: <laughs> Most definitely, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Smitty, man. appreciate that comment. I think you dropped a lot of jewels in there, too, Al, just in my opinion. But, you know... Right. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. mm man. You got to stop that. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, I was agreeing with you. Go ahead, man. I said, right. Oh, okay. I <laughs> But no I'm, I'm just that. looking at it, like,
4: from the standpoint, What, what one thing that Smitty was saying, even with the recruitment of, you know, looking at the young men, knowing that they got the talent, uh, one thing, Derek, I don't know if he spoke on it, but not just the daughters are looking at you like that, the parents are looking at you like that. Because if you notice within the last maybe 20, 30 years, 20, 25 years or so, look how many black athletes are put up in white homes. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a part hmm. of the business. So is that one of their strategies that they have also when they're looking at the black athlete? Because, I mean, we are a business. Black athletes uh, are yeah, a business. A mm. yes, yes, so they can get a piece of the pie to to continue to build their empire. That's always been the case. That's, that's an history. Like kings used to marry their daughters to continue what? Getting more wealth. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, even with that being said, Al, You know, I've seen a lot of families, when they get those athletes Mm -hmm. in their house, oh, he like even on, uh, what what was that movie with Michael Orr? um,
1: The Blind Side. The
4: Blind Side. The Blind Side. Mm -hmm. They love to say, oh, my son, this is my son. But yet it's still, it's almost like they expect that you owe me when you make it now because I put you in a better situation to get where you are. Do they truly owe them parents like that? Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> that's a great that's a great question. I'm, I'm, just, thinking, I'm just saying, do they do they really owe? At
3: old? the end so, of the day it's business.
4: So yes. Yeah. So you got Big Mama snatching the girl up off the couch. You know what I'm saying? Big mama snatching the girl off the couch. That girl family probably felt some kind of way. What if they helped out that young man? And that's how they met their you daughter. Think- do you think her parents were there?
1: Nope, they weren't mm. there. Mm.
4: Why not? Why she over there? Why they ain't over there?
1: Mm. See, yeah. find, man. And they from Georgia, by the way. So we all know being from the South.
3: Hey, um, nine times out of ten,
1: <laughs> the only time a white girl will holler, brother, he is that got some money, he could be an athlete or entertainer. It ain't happening down south. <laughs>
4: Oh no, man! Oh, I, I've me, seen a lot me, of strange things here lately, man. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Let me ask you, all guys, this, All right, so if anything happens to our athlete, like you know, uh, if they were to get injured before the contract, do you believe these ladies or these women will stay, or do they leave, or do they naturally leave and find somebody else that can take care of them?
1: Depends. It depends. It depends on. Uh... How far along? How many years he been in? Things like that. What he got going on? Because the one thing with like, a lot of these athletes, they get a lot of access to businesses and business capital mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Cause like I am not knocking LeBron James or Kevin Durant. Use them as an example. One, I know LeBron got put up by black people, but we know a lot of black boys grew up how he did. No one was putting them up because he was playing basketball. And he's one of the best Great. ever. And uh, and Kevin Durant. Look where his humble beginnings. But if these two was regular college-educated black guys, would Rich Kleinman be trying to bring in Kevin Durant? He was a regular black kid that went to Howard, got a degree, or LeBron who went to Ohio State, and where a white guy would bring him in and he just got a college degree? No. So those those skills, like th- that access. And so a lot of those women may still look at that and it's like, hey, he may got hurt. right? But, hey, he keep calling games. He may have got some business stuff here. He's still doing this thing using his access, so that's right there. Cause if the guy is just happy playing ball, and that's all he's gonna do. she's gonna leave because she realize this is as high as he's gonna go. Right, man, man. Uh, check this out, Kevin, y'all.
4: I got a clip. I think that will fit this perfectly. Uh, we're gonna play this clip, and then we're gonna bring everybody back. Uh, you're listening to Man Talk Show. Uh, if you would like to get in this conversation, the number to dial is five one six three eight seven one five four two press number one to get in the comment if you're listening to us online we do appreciate you share the links if you're on facebook share the links if you're not a uh, middleman talk show group share the links
3: we do appreciate
4: each and every one of you guys here's our second clip Can you have a serious relationship with the pro now this is two wives talking about their little situation with trolls now y'all check this out
2: we're talking with the author and self-proclaimed jockaholic Rosa Blasi, right? I pronounced that right? Okay, you may recognize Rosa from CSI Miami and Strong Medicine. Tonight, she's going to talk about her addiction to dating sports stars. Also, basketball wife star Jennifer Williams, she's going to weigh in. She's, uh, I guess, going through a tough divorce from former NBA star Eric Williams. Jennifer says being married to an athlete isn't all glamour and diamonds. It's dysfunctional. Hmm, surprise, surprise. So, Rosa, enlighten us about this. What happened
3: to you?
0: Honestly, you mentioned I was angry. I'm I'm not angry. This though was a very eye-opening experience. I thought somehow, um, me having my own career as an actress and um, in some cases making you know twice as much money, I was different than other girls. I wasn't after you know the sperm lotto. I was uh, I had my own independence. So it was it was a different thing for me that I thought put me in a different playing field. That wasn't the case. It didn't matter. Um, you know, in whatever the sport was. And these were long-term relationships. These weren't, you know, this isn't...
2: What were the sports?
0: They were, um, well, I was married to a football player and I was with him for about six years. And he cheated. Um. Yeah. Like he, right away, right? Well, I didn't know he cheated until after we were separated. But he but, cheated
3: right away.
2: Well,
0: when I found out he cheated, I found out he he won the Olympics of cheating. He cheated on our wedding night. Nice. On Valentine's Day with one of my best friends. Oh, oh. I win.
2: Wow, you do win. And you're not angry? How's that possible? Because you
0: know what? When you find out something so ridiculous, for lack of a better word, happens, you you lose all sense of responsibility. It's like like no amount of therapy. I mean, even you. Even you moving in with us couldn't have saved that. Uh, No kidding. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, and I discovered I was a writer. I mean, I wrote a comedic memoir. It's not a, you know, revenge fantasy. It's not, you know, it's not an angry tell-all it is a comedic ride through low self-esteem and questionable choices I made as a result of it
2: do you I'm, I'm gonna ask yes. I'm going ask Jennifer to tell us her yes. story first but I want you to think about whether you think low self-esteem is motivating some of that jockaholism mm-hmm. Jennifer what's your story
7: my story is pretty much I married my husband soon to be ex about four years ago and I had no idea what it was like to be with an athlete it was not something that I pursued I knew nothing about, none of my friends had dated an athlete. So when I started dating him, I was like, oh, okay, this is what this is all about. It's definitely, you know, a lot of glitz and glamour, but there are a lot of low times. There are a lot of moments where you're by yourself, you're lonely. I was married to a basketball player, so I'm not sure how it works in football, but they have 82 games, 41 are on the road, and when they're on the road, there's a lot of time for them to interact with groupies, and a lot of time... For them to get in trouble, so um, my marriage sort of took a downward spiral, and we're going through a divorce now. So that's pretty much my story.
2: Do you? When did you discover that he was cheating? I assume that you mean by the downward spi- downward spiral.
7: You know what? I knew early on that there was a lot of cheating. We were together for almost ten years, and we didn't get married right away. So I went through a lot of the cheating. But we weren't married. Right before we got married, there was an incident where I found out he was cheating. We went to counseling, and I thought, okay, we go to counseling. We're getting married. He's going to definitely change for the better, and that just wasn't the case.
2: Okay, so let's just point out that the husbands and boyfriends aren't here to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. This is your guys' point of view, and uh, they're certainly welcome to join me and to defend themselves on their stories. But um, let's just say that you know it's not a stretch to consider that there's some... Groupies and some potential for acting out amongst professional athletes. I've treated a lot of them myself. And uh, some of them are reticent about it. Some are like, hey, this is why I do this. What are you supposed to do? This is one of the sort of perks of being in this business. And
4: we're back. Uh, you're now tuning to the Middleman talk show on the Middleman Radio. We are discussing love of strategy, the black athlete with Kevin. And myself, and we also have a special guest on, my friend Derek Davis, who has been giving us a lot of insight, who has played on uh, professionals on a higher level of sports, in basketball and football. And so some of the things in which we've discussed today, well, does love come with the money and the fame? And are suitors targeting our younger athletes for either love, or is it financial security? So we just played a clip on, you know, can you have a serious relationship with a pro? Now, one of the ladies, you know, she's the wife of a professional football player who played for the Browns. Um, and the second one is the former um, wife of uh, Eric Williams who um, played for the Celtics. So both of them have stories of, you know, their husbands who are professional athletes, you know, going out on their marriage. So did they stay? Did they leave? Would you stay Would you? These are the questions in which, um, you know, these ladies were answering on that particular clip. Now, in reference to our children, if when when things happen or when they get the money and if they do not pan out in the league and their spouses or their loved ones leave them, um, how do we – How do we react to that? Like, how do we help our children? How do we, like, what conversations should we have with them when this occurs? Because we all know things happen in relationships. We definitely want them to have, you know, the counseling, which they need, being able to, you know, work through certain things, but certain things just don't pan out. And we see it at younger ages as well, too. How can we help our children with that? You know, one thing, Al, and uh, we're going to bring all the guys back in here in a second. Uh just thinking about Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp has so mm-hmm. many baby mamas and a lot yeah. of kids. So when you're looking at a situation where you, you just spread yourself thin like that, you know, it, it's a I mean, I've seen a couple of pro athletes. What's his name? Uh he played for the Pacers. He has a podcast with uh oh god, they both play one he played for Golden State and the other one Matt Barnes. Uh, and Matt Barnes yeah. got a uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But I the thing is, you know, he was talking about how when he first got in the league, man, he was running wild, he did everything he wanted to do. And now he, he regrets the fact that he got all yeah, he got uh not the, who? Who you saying, Jennifer Rose?
3: No no, 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 15?
4: no, no. No. Somebody okay, gonna go tell me something. But he was just talking about uh, you know, how he regret having all these different baby mothers. And mm-hmm. you know he he was giving advice to all the other athletes like hey man get you one woman stick with that woman if she down for you stick with that woman if she ain't get rid of it oh, don't have oh, kids use protection yeah, yes yes yeah yes. Yes. I know who you're talking about now yeah uh huh so I mean with with that type of thought process and looking at how the athletes uh, black athletes are looked at you know I hope that they're taking solid advice and I respect what Derek said earlier. Where when we ask, should you tell your kids how to date and who to date? I respect what he said. He said the bumps and bruises will at least give them the understanding of what they need to do in life. Right. But when you got people out here that, you know, strategizing and, and, and plotting on you, looking at your yes. potential, man, you better well, be on your thing. Right for that financial detriment, man. Like we have to step in. Like that's why I posed the question. Like because if they do get the money and something happens, like how how can we be there for them? Like what type of advice would we give to them? Um, let's right, let's, let's go ahead and bring in the and guys, guys back. In. Yeah, let's uh, bring them back. let's bring them back in. We got uh, we got Bill on the line. We got Smitty on the line, and we got our man Derek on the line. What's going on, guys? Man, Derek,
5: hey, Would you like to tackle that good, first
3: good, one? Good. Yeah.
5: I got a lot on that one.
3: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh,
5: I, I, I look at it from this perspective because a, a, a lot of guys are not emotionally prepared uh, to deal with. The maturity level hadn't been uh, hadn't been reached yet for them to comprehend what they're about to get into, right? So now mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. mix in the fact that you got access to a boatload of money. You got right. access to uh the 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 most beautiful women in the world, right? You got access to business ventures, you got access literally to almost everything that your heart could desire. Now you take that and you combine it with a guy who hadn't gone through his maturation process, right? You got the boy, the male and the man. Nine times oh. out of ten they can't be stuck on males, right? So if he's stuck uh-huh. on mail, that means every carnal desire is what he's gonna go out. He is gonna go as lavish as he possibly can because he's everything, every sense he's has has been tantalized, right? You know, uh-huh. he can he open his mouth and he get it. So he don't understand restraint. He don't understand discipline outside of sport. Like he don't he don't equate that same discipline with life yet because he hasn't been put in a situation to use it. Now, what happens right. a lot of times with the same guys when they coming up, all the coaches, all the boosters, his whole uh, his Flavor Flav crew, you know, his hype men, all of them. I'm <laughs> saying yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't nobody told this cat no yet. Ain't nobody told him no yet. So now he, he just going to indulgence, man. Everything He's going to do everything that's in front of him. So, right. so now when he get five kids like Steven Jackson uh, that's on the podcast. Yeah, you know, that's what it about, was, man. Like Steven Steven Jackson. Jackson. That's right. He mm-hmm. 13 kids, and now all that money he made in the league did two things. Went up his nose and went uh, out to child support. Mm-hmm. When all
0: that happened, mm-hmm.
5: man, you you do You don't – you you. Eat. You don't know which way to turn. The, the 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 most of these guys were not in school based off of their academic ability. <laughs> most of us were in school based off of our athletic ability. So we a lot of us were underdeveloped on the academics of econ- of economics. We hmm. we, don't, we didn't know how to dis- distribute money. So a lot of it we had to buy lessons instead of somebody teaching you the game ahead of time.
4: Right. Yeah, no, that, that, that Derek, I, I got great. a question for you. Derek, I, I got a question for you now. Um, I know yeah. that you know we ain't asking no names or nothing like that, but I would assume that you do have some associates that played in the league for a while and, and people that you've dealt with on to that level. Have they ever come back to you and say, hey, man, you know, I wish I would have did it like this when it came to me uh having a relationship or the people that I've dealt with. Have they ever felt right. regret with any of the things that they've done when they made it to Man. that level? Man, yeah. That
5: that's the that's the first thing. That's the first bought lesson that most of most of my uh, homeboys and got. They had set up then then got up with what whoever they thought was in love with them. When the money mm-hmm. ran dry, they bounced. The ones that got in, involved with interracial relationships. They having custody battles, a couple of my homeboys having custody battles right now. You know, mm. and, and it, it but but it's all because a lot of the times they weren't informed on how to make a decision. You know, I, what what I what I figured out through this process, man, in dealing with my son is that I had to sit back and look at where he was in life, right? Maturity-wise, what he right. comprehended right. that I tried to give. Him. So, I felt like I can put him at a uh, advantage versus a deficit because I can show him, you know, I look at this lesson, this lesson, this lesson. I said, now, now I'm knowing you're not going to do exactly what I'm telling you to do, but I need you to remember a portion of this. So when you see something that look like this, you know how to deal with, it. you know, mm-hmm. like, like earlier, y'all were talking about how the, uh, you know, the, the women are, are coached up in other cultures, right? To, on what, look mm-hmm. for, on what to look for, on
3: what right. to look uh i got
5: a couple of different opinions about that. But where we fail in is we're not coaching our guys up and our young ladies up that are coming into these opportunities on how to identify the ones that are scouting them. Because they got, they got to scout agree. too. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. That's, that's, where, that's where we're failing. But it's hard for them to balance it because they're still trying to uh, home home ability in whatever athletic arena that they're in, right? So they they coming in, they spending seven, six hours in the gym, doing road work, putting up shots, right. you know, trying 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 to pass a couple classes here and there to stay eligible, right? Let, let's just be real about it. Trying trying to make sure they stay eligible, right? Right. And then right now I gotta <laughs> I gotta look and make sure that this chick not scamming me or this family that wanna offer me ten pair of shoes you know or or brand new wardrobe that uh you know they, they not gaming me either.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Know, I don't to hold
4: them, bite him in the I, butt. I,
5: yeah see yeah, I, because, I got a different I mean, on the whole Michael Orr situation. Mm-hmm.
4: Because
5: I grew up in the area where Mike grew up. The guy that was his mentor that they referred mm-hmm. to into the movie named Big Cooney uh-huh. Man, Big Tony was one of the most influential guys in North and South Memphis when it came to youth sports and helping kids out. The depiction they gave wow. of him was a fallacy. He was so mm. much more than what they – he didn't offer that kid up, man. You know, but they were going to tell us. The yeah, they, 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 they bought the rights to it. But a lot of the guys in Mike's position end up dating, you know, white girls now because that's who they've become comfortable with. Because that's what they're familiar with seeing on a regular basis.
4: That's going to be the path of least resistance. So let me ask you guys this. Um, uh, And we're going to bring in Smitty and Bill as well for their comment. Do you feel like they associate um, dating outside their race or dating, you know, of another nationality? Like a sign of having made it into the higher society?
3: Hmm. Hmm. Man. Don't speak uh, on
4: it. Speak a, on it, Derek. Should have like had a drink, me. but I may
1: have had this one. Uh, now, I, like a, I, don't know, I don't know how many of you guys been veterans. I'm, y'all know, like, you guys on show, like, they know I'm a veteran. I'm an Air Force guy. And I know when I went overseas, we used to be like, man, I knocked down this Japanese girl and this girl from, like, a trade, knocked them down. But we, but we was like, all right, these women got passed around. But I think the status of them, see, what happens is, it's that part of it also is how they grew up. a lot of these kids mm-hmm. maybe right like, if he grew up a humble beginning, let's look at that kid from the blind side, Michael Orr. when your mama kicked you out before you learn how to drive because of some dude she was <laughs> laying up with, and then he got this white family who I think kind of got some bigger tendencies, but that's besides the point uh decided to bring cool. him in, treat him good he make the pros who are he gonna look at. <laughs> And, uh, and I think that I Man. think it starts like how they grew up from the beginning, and like, it's little, like little, how little. they yeah. were treated growing up. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, Phil,
4: well, yeah, would you like to add to that?
3: So, so I don't think.
4: Well, from, from my perspective, I don't think that 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 would be a way to show that. Um, that they made it to that level. Now I do believe that it is a way of growing up because uh where, so if you grow up in the South and you know, you end up dating like someone, you know, of another race or some sort like that. Yeah. I mean, somebody could have that, 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 uh, I guess a thought process, but someone that's staying up North, I mean, you could do this, for, you could do this, you know? uh I mean, if you, if you make that effort to do so, you know, at a high school level, because because of you know the fact that you you're doing well in sports. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that it, it, it doing it uh, signifies that you that you you know you made it big yeah. or anything. Uh, but I do believe that the way that you grow up and where you I guess your geographic location does make a difference in that.
1: You know what it is also? i tell you, I tell you another thing also. And I'll tie this in like, well, my ex, right? Sister, she'll tell you, I took her to nice places. Cause I wanted her to experience those nice restaurants where, like, you don't have a price on the menu when you look online, or you sit low love on good seats, or we go to a club again, <laughs> we cut the line, because I wanted to show her those things. You know? Because out here in Phoenix, you got white boys, black dudes, showering the white girls, everything. And, um, uh, but the one good thing, also, like you you guys were saying, and it hits home with one more thing as well it like I'll say is how they grew up it's how they uh, it's like they look it's sometimes people look at their moms, man, their moms, their dads, and see what type of bad mm-hmm. people they are or they or they keep making like they keep knocking our society, saying, we do this, it's bad, or they do it they do it better, but the main thing is is stability in those other communities. Because we don't have the, finance, the the wealth or the or the stability that those other communities have of getting these benefits, and so a lot of them may think, "Hey, I got this money in the league, or right. I got this cushy ESPN job." But you look at it; most of the black dudes on ESPN or Fox play sports. Most of the white guys never picked up a ball ever, and uh, but, yeah, but they think because, but 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 they think that because they made the money, they're in. And, uh, in many cases, but they still aren't because we don't own it. And that's another right. thing in itself. And, and, and those stability, you yep. know, benefits that the other society is giving, getting and giving their own.
4: Well, you know, one thing, too, that you said earlier, Smitty, there are certain aspects that they, and, and Derek said it also when we were dealing with uh, Michael Orr, the people around him that were stable, the people that were influ- influential and helped. So you do have, like, I could use LeBron James. LeBron James' mother was probably, you know what I'm saying, doing the best she could with what she had. And look what he turned out to become. There's a lot of athletes in the league that have stable parents and also a good relationship with their parents, but that's not the thing that's pushed. We always have to have the hardest stories, just like when the draft came through. Uh with mm-hmm. the NFL. Uh, Why they had to talk mm-hmm. about that man Mama passed and all that stuff when she was on drugs and whatnot. A, Just like with the other with the focus. Dallas Cowboy uh owner asked to do what, what what your mother used to do for a living and you know, trying That's to see whether right. right she was a prostitute or something. Right.
3: Yeah. That's right. So yep.
4: It is always a a a potential for them to make us look bad because it fits the narrative. Now when you look at these young men and they're told that and at one time, maybe in the 80s and the 90s, you would see more athletes, you know, go after white women, which, as we got a disclaimer, we have nothing against interracial relationship marriages, whatever. Just read our disclaimer. We ain't talking bad about it. We just talking about it. So
3: <laughs> exactly. I'm
4: just right. saying, my thing is this. You know, when they were dating these women, they were like a status, a trophy piece. And they looking like go back home with their family, look what I got on my arm. But I'm noticing, and I love the trend, a lot more athletes that are more prominent. Now, they don't have white women on their arm. If they did want to, nothing against it. But I'm just saying what I'm noticing, because look at Dwayne Wade. Look at Carmelo Anthony. Look at LeBron James. I can keep naming guys in the league that don't have another person from another hue or race or nationality on their arm. Even look at Dirk on the whiskey. He got a black wife. You do. Nothing wrong with yeah. it. Just saying. A lot of people use those narratives to make our young men feel like, yeah, you've made it. You right. quote, unquote, mm-hmm. you've made it. And I think that's, that's fits the narrative with a – and when they get to college, like Derek was speaking of, they roll out the red carpet they probably got girls in the room waiting on them. We've seen movies about this. Now they're living. Right. We don't know it, and I'm just saying. And you, some, and some want to find out if those movies are real. Like some want to find out if when I get back to my hotel there are going to be some people that are going to get past the security guards to be in my room. Man, listen. They want to see that. Listen. They want to see people Reality. pull their jerseys off of them and screen for them, and you know, uh, you know, I got the you know, the whitest of the white black girl whose daddy is a multi billionaire on my arm. Like they they think or or they want that. Because that's what it's been put out in front of them. Like that's what they idolize sometimes. Not all, but some because they want to live that, that life that fantasy that fantasy proceeds over into that reality. Because like that's you great. just said, huh. Al, they wanna see how real can this be? When they dad is sitting on the sideline somewhere saying, "All right, now if he don't make it, you better get rid of him. and I ain't mad at him for saying it. So, so listen this this conversation. This conversation reminds me of, uh, I think, when LeBron won when he won his first uh, championship. Somebody, mm-hmm. uh, a white lady, offered him money for his semen because she wanted to have a black baby. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they did it for Serena. It was Serena and him. They, a billionaire offered him oh, like they, so much they, money yeah. to have a child together because I mean, it's, it, it go, that was a that was a racial overtones. it go back to breeding and all. It's a oh, whole cool. long history about that, but which is crazy. Go ahead, bro. All the way back to slavery. <laughs> Man,
5: think think about it from this perspective. A guy is playing ball. You get into a gymnasium. You got twenty thousand people in the gym. Screaming, going crazy to see you and your teammates play, man. You realize what kind of social high, what that does to a guy's psyche. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, we and, already and, I couldn't imagine. couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Expecting
5: Them to have a normal mindset is is virtually yeah. impossible.
3: Then right. then
5: go into what you, what you were mentioning earlier about you know dealing with other ethnic groups, right? uh uh-huh. I, I I think I think I'm a uh a bear of a strange breed. I got a chance to uh play ball at a at a respectable level. I spent four years in the Marine Corps, you know, so uh passed over to my Air Force brother even though he went to the Air Force. Uh
3: <laughs>
5: we, but 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 you get to see different sides and different cultures and different uh things are made available to you, man. J- just because right you in these arenas, you know. And, you know, yeah, a lot of guys, man, have that him and tag him mentality. Yeah, man, I look, I've been with a girl from Holland, one from London, one from Puerto Rico, Haiti. You know, you, you just go down the litany of lists because of that that male desire. You're like, yeah, man, I've had all of that, you know, but was never taught the discipline to, you know, hey, you ain't got to get all that. You know, we we we, right. we you know the only thing we've ever taught was opulence because we didn't have nothing to begin with. The majority of us didn't have much of it to begin with, right? So now, right. whatever we get, we trying to stockpile it or burn it up, you know, as quick as yep. we get it, cause we don't know what it's like to have it,
4: you
5: know. So so it's, it's it's hard to balance it when it ain't nobody there to teach the cat how to balance it out, and in order to do that. A lot of guys don't respect it if you ain't got the experience. Right? Yeah. You know, Just like you was talking about the the uh, commentators with, mm-hmm. you know, having the athletes in and then, you know, you got the white boy that just just so happened he went to Crichton and he got a, a degree in germ- journalism.
0: You know, but right. you got this
5: other black guy over here that won six national championships or, you know, that won uh, three professional championships and two national championships. And now, you know, that's to validate, in all honesty, to validate the white guy who just got the communications degree. Think, think about what oh. we the show with Shannon Sharp and um, Skip Baker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You really didn't get no notoriety until he started bashing Braun on a consistent basis. LeBron, not exactly. He, you know, he, write, you know he, he was always a decent writer. But as far as the validity didn't really come until he got with other personalities that had actually been in the industry, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Playing
5: with, uh, mm-hmm. being on the show with Shannon. Man, this is the highest he had he's ever had in his whole life. Because Shannon's holiday. You know, mm-hmm. Shannon, Shannon always giving him kudos on his writing ability and his journalistic views. Right. But,
3: you know, mm-hmm.
5: if, if he was on that with another, just another joke, man, he wouldn't be big. You know, so no, he was would. like this I would one one of, one of the uh, speakers y'all had on earlier was talking about how guys are used, um, you know, by car dealerships, by pizza companies, and all of this just just oh, so they yeah. can have it. Faith, mm-hmm. it's the same concept. Yep. It's the same concept. Yep. You know, you go do an yep. autograph signing at at a, at a car dealership, right? Uh, they had a this is a guy from down this area, uh, Deuce McAllister.
3: Deuce played, yep. for mm-hmm.
5: played football at Ole Miss. You know, oh man, they they love him. They love him
3: every the time. Yep.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time he he uh, come out, you know they hey do an autograph signing. We're gonna give you fifty thousand. Wow. You know you, you, you you're getting you getting you getting fifty to a hundred thousand. You get a six figure check for spending
4: five hours for signing your name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But they they hey they they drawing <laughs> people in to make money off with that person. If he getting fifty, they mean that They getting a, they getting triple. that or more than that. Yeah, they, oh, they you are already already just done. being
3: there.
4: to draw. They
5: probably they probably sold twenty cars that day that he just came to sign on.
4: Exactly. Yep. Right. And he probably mm-hmm. signed. The, he probably signed the inside of one of the cars with one of the little special markers. This is a Deuce yeah. McAllister version of this car. Man, you look they they, look, they
5: they they making money. You know it. Fish. But, all right, just like y'all was talking about earlier how the white girls get trained up, they frown on the sisters if they go through the same training because they don't want the sisters to have the same access.
4: Right. Mm. Even though they have how first they have first access to them in school. Oh, not no, exactly. no, no, they don't.
5: They don't. Right. And, and the reason being, it goes back to that whole concept of the guy going to the path of least resistance, right? All right, so mm-hmm. if I'm playing sports, right, The first thing I'm taught is to take advantage Of the weakness that my opponent has shown Right Right? So now Throughout my journey I'm looking for the weaknesses That are shown to me So I ain't gonna just use it when I'm on the court Or when I'm on the field I'm gonna use it in the classroom I'm gonna manipulate the chick I'm gonna manipulate the teacher I'm gonna use it when I'm talking to girls I'm gonna see who gonna go for what I'm pitching And who ain't Oh, yeah, she's going to let me do what I want to do. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
5: ah, mm. uh, she showing me? Ah, uh, she going to tell me I'm wrong? Now, this is a guy that ain't matured now.
3: Right. You know what I'm saying? Correct.
5: Because once the player develops, he learns that he can't always go against the weakest opposition and get better. Now, when he's initially go learning,
3: yeah. he, needs to, he needs to go yeah.
5: against a combination, right? So he can learn the balance. Right. But as he progresses, he's going to start going towards who's the best competition, right? So right, then right. he's going to start looking for who's the best woman. But when if he never go through that maturation process, all he's going to look for is the least resistance. So now – That's deep there. That's deep there. Is, 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 is that chick that is – is that chick that's showing him everything, the chick that's giving him everything, the chick that's oh, baby, I'll do your homework for you, oh, baby, I'll do this for you. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, you you want to go out with the fellas tonight? Y'all going to the strip
3: club? Go right ahead. Oh, he's going to run it out.
5: Wow. You know what I'm saying? But then mm-hmm. you got the brother that runs the, to the woman like, look, hey, I don't know what kind of party you used to, but it ain't that type of party. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. But those, those are the ones, the ones that, that find the woman that can tell them no, if you notice, those are the ones who end up with a better relationship. Like Brian and his older, yep. Y'all brought him up. They've been together since right. high school.
3: So his you don't impress her. Mm-hmm. You know
5: what I'm
1: saying? She Not at know, all. She
3: know
5: everything about him. So what now? Mm-hmm. I said she know everything
1: about
3: him. Yeah. You know
5: what I'm, I'm
1: saying? saying? <laughs> so so
3: you know.
5: that that don't impress her. She's going to be like, hey, hey, Brian. Hey, no, nah, man. That ain't, that ain't a good look. they ain't, ain't a good look. Great. We need to have all the babies right here. If you if you gonna have babies, all of them need to be right here with me,
3: right? You know what I'm saying? Paul <laughs> and,
5: and his old lady, they've been together yeah. since high school, right? You know, you you just it, it, it depends on that that the maturity, man. You know, you you end up getting up chicks. I, I'm gonna tell you one relationship that used to crack me up: Doug Christie and his old lady. Man, get married again?
3: Yeah, not not that successful. <laughs> <laughs> but what used to
5: people up? He would go to every game. Yeah, every game. Mm-hmm. Now,
3: yep.
5: Some said he doing too much. He doing now. Nah, the ones that said that was the ones that were mad because they couldn't get a shot at that meat.
4: Right. Sitting <laughs> over on the sidelines, <laughs> waiting on him to slip up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They like,
5: man, <laughs> y'all had done Christian. No, his wife did every game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you know, man. You know, so now, now you're looking at the fact, him paying for her to come to every game, and that was a drop in the yeah. bucket for their they marriage security. Right. Uh-huh. So I
4: mean, we we've seen that as well too. I mean, um, with uh, Lamar Odom and you know Khloe Kardashian like that, that was part of their marriage agreement that for her family to attend all the games and they have to sit in, in a certain section in the Lakers Stadium too, like that's in the the uh, like their. Pay- and so uh but we definitely had a great discussion um today. We talked about love strategy and the black athlete. We definitely had um some great conversation with our um our guest today, Derek Davis, who plays sports on a professional level as well. Uh also um was in the Marine Corps. As has some children who are also going to be uh, playing on a professional level as well, or also becoming some scientists or medical doctors as well, too. But uh, we really appreciate his insight and his knowledge as well, too. He definitely dropped a lot of jewels for you all today. Uh, but are pro-athlete suitors targeting them for love, or is it financial stability? Hmm. Great question, great way to end the show. Definitely go back and check out the show today. You can go to blogtalkradio.com yep. forward slash The Middleman and click on Love or Strategy or The Black Athlete. Um, you can definitely find us on the podcast app on iTunes, Listen Notes, um, as well as iHeartRadio. Uh, add us to your services so we can definitely be in your ear. Every week, share this show with a friend and another friend, man. Great show today, K. How you feel? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We want to give a shout out to uh, our man Bill and give a shout out to uh, why well, I don't ever remember Bill's show. Um, what's hear, Bill's me show, Al? Hear, me hear me
3: out. Hear me
4: out. There, there we go. Hear me out. So we want to give a shout out to Bill and hear me out. Also, Derek, man. Um, being from that Memphis ten, I'm gonna have to get it, Derek, man. I need to find some good barbecue up that way, Al. I know you probably know, but
3: Ah, uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> great show today, and uh, if, hey, yes, if you're just definitely. tuning in to this show and you're listening, we do appreciate you. If you never heard us before, we got a wealth of shows on our um, website, blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Middleman Talk Show, or The Middleman. Um, make sure you go back and download right, some I'm of those shows, man. On, man. If you listen listening to some of our old shows, man, I'm telling you, we was bringing that heat, still yeah. bringing that heat, and going to continue to bring that heat, so continue Continue to listen to us. Tune in. Share it to a friend. Add it, like Al said. Add it to your podcast or I, whatever you got, how you download your shows. Add us to that. Add us to that. Great show, Al. Great oh, show. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Check out Bill right. on Hear Me Out as well. He's going to be doing a review uh, for some of our shows as well. You can follow him on Facebook. Just type in Hear Me Out, and uh, you'll definitely see us. And also, too, check us out. On Facebook too, the middleman talk show. Join our group so you can get updates on our next shows and what we're doing next. We may have some drawings. Hey, um, you. so definitely. Oh, yeah. There. Man, man, if you like our logo, man, you're gonna love what we're about to do. Lord, y'all are gonna love
3: it.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, can't wait. Hell, I gotta give, uh, a, can I, can I give a shout out to our two co hosts. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout I'm gonna give this my shout out to our two co hosts. <laughs> Hey, should have brought your butt here today to to do the show.
3: And we also got to send a
4: special shout-out to Cotton Kings as well, too. Um, You can definitely go to their website and get some clothing from Cotton Kings, man. They got hats, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, art designs as well, too, man. Um, If you need a picture drawn by you. Uh, we, they have yep. great artists as well too. They can do you a self portrait with uh, some abstracts, man. It's nice, man. Yes, sir. American made, black owned. It's the trifecta. Sure. So y'all make sure y'all go support Cotton Kings. They also have a brand called Cotton Queens for the ladies out there. So uh, check it out. Just do a, just a regular search on the Cotton Kings, man. Hopefully y'all love that. All right, man. Let's go ahead and shut this thing down, man. I did not realize we've been up in this studio that long. What? Hey, man. Man, let me go get hey, some leave, man. We, we tripping. Move that, man. Home. Let me go ahead and get this thing on, man. All right, man. yeah Yeah. i gotta do it one more time i gotta gotta give a shout out to uh jen and miggy here we go hey we love y'all
2: man all right we out. we out. it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper